Hi, my name is Carly Anna, and you are listening to season three of CEO or It. Welcome back to our official start of season three. I'm so excited and really, really nervous to be here. I don't know why I'm so nervous. It's, I think it's just because I haven't done the podcast in over six months. And I, I mean, obviously I'm going to be nervous from that, right? Like it's reasonable to be nervous. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. But I'm excited to get into our episode today because we are going to be doing a 2022 overview. So don't worry, you're going to be hearing all about what's been happening the past six months because a lot has changed. A lot has been happening. And I'm excited to bring you guys along the ride for one of the most surprising and weirdest years that we've had in our business to date. But before we get into that, we're going to do, of course, my favorite segment, And what I'm learning through my Instagram DMs is your guys' favorite segment too. And I'm so happy about that. But um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I just, what is the name of that segment? It's Snacks and Checks. I haven't said it in so long. I was like, it's the part where we like listen, we talk about what we're listening to and what I've been eating. And I couldn't remember what it's called beyond that. So welcome to our segment, Snacks and Checks, where we talk about what I've been listening to and what I've been eating while we've been working. But I haven't been working a whole bunch lately, so just in general. You guys probably heard me talk about this on my Instagram story, rightfully so, because it is absolutely amazing. This is a show that you guys all need to watch. I know, surprising, we're not starting off with a book, but this show, guys, was that good that before I even talk about any of the books that I read in 2022, we need to first talk about this show, Arcane, and I'm telling you, you have to go watch this show. It is so so good. And I know it sounds so dumb. It is arcane. It is the League of Legends cartoon cartoon show. And I know it sounds so dumb, but it is a beautiful masterpiece that needs to be appreciated more and needs to get more credit. Like, especially if you are someone who loves like, okay, people who love Avatar the Airbender, people who love Throne of Glass, just any like badass female lead like Aelin Galathinius, it's just got such a good storyline. The characters are amazing. And the animation as well. I was so shocked. Like, it doesn't feel like cheesy, dumb animation. It feels like a mixture between anime, but not, again, like, cheesy and dumb like that. It feels like this, like, really elevated version of anime that I'm super really into. And I- I'm seriously, like, dying for season three. So what it's about is it's basically about well, League of Legends. And I got into it because I work out the League of Legends music, which I was super embarrassed of at the beginning when I was first starting to listen to League of Legends. So it fully started to embrace me listening to us. I even made this podcast. It's called Going to War. And the reason I started listening to this when I work out is because I love to work out and like feel like I'm going to beat someone up. Like I want to be Aelin Galathinius. I want to feel like I'm training to freaking go to war and like nobody will ever be able to defeat me in battle because I'm just that badass. Like I want to be able to beat someone up. That is my goal when I'm working out is to be able to destroy you. Okay. (laughs) I said it. I know it's embarrassing, but whatever. And the League of Legends music is the only, not the only, but like some of the best music that I listen to that like helps me feel like that. And it also like, it's therapeutic to listen to it because it helps me feel so strong. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but like when I'm lifting weights 
and I'm doing hard things and I'm listening to these like intense like survivor songs like yeah you're gonna go rule the world and I'm like yeah I can like I am so capable of doing that like guys that's why like my workouts are so therapeutic and like needed for me which we're gonna talk about later anyways I just I really became attached to these songs and they really (laughs) have a special place in my heart now and so my brother-in-law who plays League of Legends like crazy like watches the tournaments and does all that stuff I told him I was like hey I love these songs and I asked him about it because I've also been like, what is like, the storyline behind these songs? Like, I want to know the characters. I want to know, like, why we're going through all this emotional trauma and stuff. And he, he was just like, well, they have a show. Like, that was the first thing he said. He's like, you should watch the show and you can learn all about it. And I was like, what? And as he was telling me more about it, and I was like, oh, that sounds like something I would absolutely love. Because he's like, the world building is cool. Like, it's a little, like, fantasy-ish and... There's a little bit of magic in there and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's right. Like, he doesn't know I read fantasy books. So I was like, oh, that is right up my alley. And I was like, a week later, watched it, binged it in 48 hours. And seriously, guys, like, Vi, the main character, well, like, there's a few main characters. Vi and her sister are the two main characters. But Vi, oh my gosh, move over Aelin Galathinius. Vi is my new queen. She owns my heart. And she is now the person that like I imagine training besides when I'm working out now. Like I want to be Vi. I think she's so, so cool. Oh my gosh. I could, I'm, I'm going to stop myself there because I really could talk about the show for days. I'm definitely going to be watching it again. And I'm really excited for the new season to come out soon, which is hopefully coming out sometime this year. But anyways, just trust me, it's not dumb. You guys need to go watch it. It's my favorite thing that I've watched this entire year, even more so than Yellowstone. Okay, moving on. My snacks. What is something I've been loving to drink lately? I have become addicted to caffeine. Hi, that's me. But when you have three kids, three under three, one is autistic and you have a newborn, this is generally when my caffeine addiction really comes through strong. So I'm just going to be really basic here and say, yeah, I've been really addicted to matcha and Diet Dr. Pepper Uh, because guys, my gas station, and I think most gas stations do this, I can get like a 44 ounce for a dollar, a freaking dollar. And because I cannot drink canned sodas anymore, it has to be like from a fountain. And so obviously, obviously McDonald's has the fizziest, best soda in the world, but gas stations, I was like, how did I forget about this? magical place where they sell dollar 44 ounces I can bring in my own cup refill it I tell my kids I'm going to the bathroom really quick and I come out with a drink it's amazing and plus there's one on like every corner so gas station drinks slash matcha just any form of caffeine has really really been hitting my vibe lately now I'm not even usually I'll give you guys like a quick update on like what's been happening but it's been like six months since we had our last update and we need to do obviously a 2022 recap so we're just going to get into it like what's been happening inside 2022 okay and hopefully you guys can't hear my kids upstairs because i can hear them and they're being super loud like scraping the chairs on the floor and stuff but whatever okay first we're going to do kind of like a timeline recap of what happened through the year month by month and well not even month by month honestly my year was really broken up into two pieces before a baby and after a baby that's kind of what tends to happen when you have a baby your entire year 
even more so is like centered around having this baby. And like every timeline is around that. It changes your entire, like that's the thing about having babies is it's like, it's not just like, oh, I have the baby and then you have it for the rest of your life. And it's like a thing you just have with you. It's like, it takes a while for you to obviously, like you have, you're pregnant for nine months. That is three fourths of an entire year where you can't do things. You feel sick. Your energy is low. You don't feel like your body is your body, which if you haven't been pregnant before, that is the wildest, weirdest feeling. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful and amazing. I love giving birth. It's my favorite thing, but it's just, it, it affects your year. It affects your ability to do things. And then after baby, your postpartum is like, it's not just like, oh, it's a few weeks. It's not even six weeks. It's honestly like, it is a full year until like you're sleeping again normally you feel like you have a schedule back like you can just go back to a normal life so that's like a year and a half almost two where your life is not dictated by you and your schedule is somebody else's schedule and your body is not your own body and so 2022 was a really really weird year for me january through may we're gonna start with that we had a lot of high hopes for this year which looking back now, it's not like they were, I shouldn't have had them. Like that was dumb to have high hopes, but like, I think I should have been a little bit more realistic because 2021, we had a really high growth year. We like tripled our income. We had our first six year launch. We had a lot of cash in our bank. Like we still do obviously, but like, it was just like a lot of big, huge first going on. And I was like, yeah, now in 2022, we're going to double it. We're going to do it again. When that's not really how business works. And I've I've looked at my business and past businesses and I've talked to my coaches, like that is a very normal thing to not just have constant growth all of the time. Like that is exhausting. And so while we did amazing last year, last year was a little bit more of a stabilization year and a little bit more of a get back on our feet and get used to this growth. So then we can be ready for that next phase of growth type of year. So January is when we basically were like, hey, we got to be prepared for maternity leave. And the very first thing that we did to get us prepared for maternity leave was to hire another coach. We hired Hannah to be another coach alongside me in 10KGG and inside BMM, which was absolutely terrifying. It was really, really scary and hard to hire someone who is basically supposed to replace you and is supposed to not only like, because like as a designer, you can find someone who has the same vibe as you and who has the same skill set as you. But with a coach, it's like they have to think the same way you do. They have to answer questions the same way you do, or at least in a way that's complementary to the way that you do. So we hired Hannah and that was really, really scary. And it was really, really hard. But honestly, she has exceeded every single one of our expectations. Like I was thinking it was going to be like six months before I felt comfortable with her like doing things on her own. But like within three months, she was like killing it. And I was like, yeah, you can leave these calls by yourself. And just really, really took advantage of that. And in our next episode, we're going to be talking about like how to plan for a big break in your business, whether it's maternity leave or you just like want to take two months out of the year off and how to do that profitably. And so I don't know, we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking more about that next time. But like, I feel like something that really helped us doing that is all in January. Like we focused completely on revamping all of our systems so that one, when we brought Hannah in, we were like bringing her into a system that was like set up to scale because beforehand 10 KGG was like, 
we would launch it. We would like get a group and we would do it live with people. And like, of course, there's a course program where you go through the course and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, we wanted to kind of have it like open all the time. And so we had to like set up a system for that. And there was just like other things that like when we had first launched 10KGG, it was great for like 10 to 20 people. But like our goals were to have 50 to 100, even 150 people in 10KGG at a time. And so we had to set up systems and stuff for like answering questions and all those types of things. And so setting up that system and then also setting up like a really, really good guide for Hannah to come into and be like, this is exactly what your role is. This is exactly how you answer questions. It's like so many resources and a great onboarding plan for her. Like that was so awesome. Like it made everything so, so easy. And I feel like it helped her get her job 10 times faster. So thanks to Abby, my OBM for doing that. And also thanks to Mariah Cause. We got a lot of her systems, a lot of the systems from her and she really, really helped us systematize from that end. So that's kind of what we did in January. And then February and March, we were really, really just still like trying to figure out this new system while simultaneously, like, I think I told you guys in the podcast, I was like, we're scratching all of live launches. I don't have the energy to do live launches anymore. We just like completely scratched what we usually is our like main source of income, which is launching programs. I mean, we do well with BMM not launching that only like we only launch that like once or twice a year. But I was like, we're just not going to live launch it anymore. We're going to put it on Evergreen, which if you're not familiar with it, Evergreen is like when you basically can come into a program anytime. And like, I don't even know how to explain it beyond that. Like you just, you don't like open it and close it. The doors are just always open to a program and there's lots of systems that have to be set up. And it's really awesome because like your energy isn't, it's not like all or nothing like launches are, but with Evergreen, it, first of all, like what I've learned is it takes like a year, like a full year at least for a program on Evergreen to be, to start being successful and for it to start working because people like have to have that in their memory for a while before they like remember it's there all the time. Also, you have to market it still like crazy. It's not like your job of marketing goes away when you stop launches. And that's one of the reasons why people like stop launching things because they're like, oh my gosh, it's so much energy. Like it's a lot of work going into like one week of the quarter. And instead of like a lot of energy going into one week of your quarter, it's like middle, medium energy going through your entire quarter. And so it's kind of hard to like have that consistent medium pushing advertising energy all the time. So, and, and I just didn't have energy. So anyways, it was just kind of dumb of me, one, to just completely stop what had worked for us in the past, just completely. Like I should have transitioned slowly out of that thing. So let this be a lesson to you. If you want to do something new, that's great. That's awesome. Go do it. But like, don't cut off the thing that is feeding your business. Like keep that going while you're still trying to get the other thing to work. And so we lost a lot of income that first six months because we were figuring out systems. We were hiring people. We were trying to get Evergreen to work successfully and we weren't doing any launches and we were trying to get it to work. And it just like, honestly, it wasn't working. Like the Evergreen wasn't working. I think we had like two or three Evergreen sales like in that six months and like we wanted 10 a month. 
and we were just trying and trying new things. So let that be another lesson. (laughs) Hopefully like we are still, we're not getting discouraged. It's honestly like we're trying to figure out, okay, what's working? Like entrepreneurship is a lot of like placing bets on different things and saying, yeah, I think this is going to work and trying it for an adequate amount of time. And then if it's not working to get out of there as quickly as possible and to try something new, don't be hung up on the things that don't work. Just move on and just get your butt over to something else that tries like that does work. So many entrepreneurs like we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure it out. And so if you don't get it right on the first time, you're you're honestly probably doing it right. Like most of us aren't going to get it right the first time. It's going to take making a lot of bets and trying to figure out which bets are working and which ones aren't. Like that is honestly the key to success here is just trying over and over again and seeing business as an opportunity to learn and to grow. And as every thing that doesn't work out as like, okay, cool. Like this is just another step forward instead of like, oh, it's a failure and it didn't work again. It's just like, okay, cool. We have more information. We're going to try this again. So that was like literally the story of my life from January through May, plus a sprinkle a little bit of getting sued in there. And you have a very, very awesome start to 2022. I was on, which I'll just, I think I kind of already told you guys this, but like, yeah, I was on vacation for the first time with me and my husband, just ourselves. It's the first vacation in five years, six years that we'd ever been on by ourselves or in Hawaii. And the second day of our vacation, I get an email saying we're going to be sued. So that was really fun. I was stressing the entire time. Oh, and our tax, we got hit with our tax bill, which was $30,000 more than we were expecting. So that was really, really fun. Really fun. Again, we learned a lot though. It was was a good thing we won't be repeating to say the least. So yeah, this, I think I already told you guys a story, but clients tried to sue us and it didn't work. And then we, in June, we kind of like got our shiz together. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go on maternity leave in a month and I need to be making more money and I need to have things more together than they are right now. Like, obviously the evergreen thing is not working. We haven't figured it out yet. And that's totally fine. But like, we need to get money in place while we do. So we're going to go back to what it is that we do best and we're going to do a live launch. And we did something we haven't, it was kind of like a different live launch we had done. We did Happy High Ticket Designer, which at the time, if you're listening to this before January 23rd, we're doing this again. It was so successful and so freaking fun. We're doing it again on January 23rd and 24th. It was seriously awesome. So we did that in June and it was crazy, crazy stressful because there's so many systems that go in place when you're doing a live workshop like that. We were doing affiliates. I was teaching content I had never taught before. So I had to come up with like five brand new, totally amazing workshops, which I did, but it was a lot of work. Oh, and I created a marketing personality guide to go with it, which took a ton of work, like literally the Saturday before the workshop, me and my husband were both up at like 11 p.m. grammar editing my marketing personality guide to get it ready for Monday the next day. It was insane. But we did that and it was awesome. I loved doing live events. And that's kind of something that we want to be doing more of in 2023 because it was just so freaking fun. And so another thing that I learned in 2022 was just that like, 
I don't know. I think, I think part of the reason why I was like, we're going to go evergreen. Yes. Because I didn't have energy from being pregnant, but also like, I feel like I was really leaning into like hearing what other people were saying where they're like, you can't rely on launches. You need to be an evergreen business. You need to have your business run, you run for you. You know what I mean? And I just totally disregarded again, doing things how I want to and things that sound fun to me. I love connecting with people and I love teaching life. I love the energy for, from it and it's what I do best. And so I just was like, I'm going to tap into what I do best. And I did it and we killed it. We over, we actually, I had a goal of how many sales we wanted to do. And we, it was kind of like a big goal. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do this guys. I don't know. And even in the first few days, we were like, not even a quarter of the way through like <laughs> our goal. Like we hadn't even hit a quarter of it. And I was like, there's no way. I was talking to one of our team members and I was like, there's no way we're going to hit this goal. And we were just kind of like planning on not hitting our goal. And I was like, it's really sad. But like, yeah, there's just no way. Like we're not going to do it. And let me tell you guys, by the end of our promotion period, we had hit over our big goal. Like it was insane. I was like, what in the actual heck? Like, I just kept like talking to our team and I was like, what is life? Like, what is happening? This cannot be real. This is not real life. Someone pinched me. This is a dream because I don't understand how we're actually going to reach our goal. Not even reach it, but like do better than that. When just a few days ago, I was not counting on that. So that was really exciting, really exciting. And then June 30th, I went in and had a little sweet baby girl. And that was amazing. I know it's not super business related, but this is my podcast. I'm talking about whatever the heck I want. I just, I truly love giving birth. And it was such an awesome time to, I don't know, take a break and just like be with my family. I feel like after every time I have a baby, I transform into a new person. Like I have new desires, new wants, and I just have a whole new outlook on different things. And it's a really weird period of time to go through that and to be like, wait, is this really what I want? Is this really who I am now? But I don't know what happens. And I feel like after this birth, I feel like all of a sudden the homemaker in me was like born. Like before <laughs> Valletta, I was like, I do not love the job of being a mom. Like I love my kids, but I don't love the job of being a mom. I don't love, like, I wouldn't want to stay home with my kids all the time. Like, I, if I didn't work, I would probably go insane. Like, I would say those things all the time. And as six months later, after having Evaletta, I can still confident be like, confidently say, like, I'm now considering homeschooling my kids. Like, I started baking sourdough. I started really getting into just, I don't know, like, homemaking. It's weird. And I don't even know why that happens or what did it but like I was just loving motherhood and I was just loving that stage of life I still am but I also it's so weird how things can simultaneously just happen I was also dealing with a lot of postpartum rage and depression it was really weird I haven't experienced that until now I've had to postpartum anxiety and it didn't last very long but this time I had a lot of depression and rage. Like the rage is the part that was really surprised me. I've never heard of that before. But like I just wanted to be off the walls all the time. And I just wanted to kill anybody who stood within five feet of me. But it was weird because I was also enjoying motherhood so much. I just like would freak out at the most random things and just be pissed off. 
all the time. It was weird. It was so weird. So that was like a really weird, I was on maternity leave for two full months, two months. No, I was on maternity leave for eight weeks. That's what it was. And during that time, my team ran everything for me. They did everything for me. It was amazing. I didn't have to do one single thing. They did my calls. They even like planned this huge launch for me so that when I came back from maternity leave, I was able to just like pop into Client Fest and launch Client Fest again. It was crazy, which I wouldn't do again because it was weird coming from maternity leave and then like heading into like one of the biggest promotional events of the year. Like the energy for me was weird. I wouldn't do it again, but team-wise, it was awesome. And honestly, like throughout the last, um, like the rest of this year, I've honestly just been trying to deal with that postpartum stuff, trying to get back into a schedule. Like I said, like once you have a baby, it's not like, oh, cool. Like you had a baby. Now you get to go to back to work. It's like you don't have a schedule anymore. You don't have sleep anymore. You don't have, like, I couldn't even work out anymore, which is again, like my therapy. And so like, I've been really struggling the past six months to just feel human and to get anything done. So like, I don't even feel like I have a lot to say around the last six months besides like, I don't know, just, it's just been life and we've just been trying to survive this schedule. So yeah, that's kind of like what's been happening this last year. But I I wanted to also talk about like a few hard things and then a few good things. We'll talk about the good things first. A few good things that I feel like happened this year that I want to highlight. Sorry, this episode is also going to be a chaotic mess. I don't really have a plan for it. I just wanted to talk about 2022. Um, Okay, good things that happened in 2022. Organic marketing took off. We freaking killed it with our organic marketing. Like we really, really scaled back. We spent $150,000 less than we did the year before on Facebook ads and marketing, which is a freak ton. It's still even more than like, I would have liked to spend $180,000 less, but our organic marketing took off. We have been doing this thing called slow lead generation, which is something we now teach inside 10KGG. We learned it from Saffron. She came in and taught our team. It's freaking amazing. It is the coolest, most active, but also like non-sleazy way to get leads inside your business. I don't even know. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it beyond that. It's just like creating really awesome relationships with people and like you being the first one to interact and start with that. Like, that's why I love it so much. It's like, you just, you know, you know what I mean? Like you want to like create more friends on Instagram. And sometimes it feels like you're just waiting for people to come and to find you and to like find your content and stumble upon your account. But like slow lead generation is you actively going into and trying to find those people. And you're just like, you know, I'm going to be the first one to start the conversation and to follow that person because they look really cool. And I want to be their friend and I want to work with them someday. And you just start the relationship. And it's so, I'm like, it's so simple and so easy. Anyways, we've been doing slow lead generation. We have a, like a little bit more of a system (laughs) than just like going and following and loving on people. It's a little bit more systematized than that, but at the premise, that's pretty much what it is. And so we've been doing that. We've been doing a lot more like podcast interviews. We've been just doing more organic stuff. And I'm really happy we did because one of the things that kind of happened with client fest this year was our Facebook ads account got shut down. Like how many days into the launch, like four days into the launch, which if you don't know anytime, and we were spending a crazy amount on the ads this year, it was like more than I've ever spent before it. Like, I can't even remember. And I don't even know if I should say, but it's like, it was like at least 50 plus thousand, like 
at least like I think it was probably a good 10 or 20,000 more than that and our Facebook ads account got shut down and again if you don't know anything about, about Facebook ads it takes Facebook a while to get it figured out to where it needs to send people so honestly you're like wasting your money the first I don't know like 10 like the first little bit first few days you're going to be wasting your money because you're not going to get a lot of leads it's going to be slow conversions because Facebook is still trying to figure out where your ad is supposed to be and where to give it to people and literally like it was the day we were like okay we have it finally figured out like they're starting to convert we're gonna like hit gung-ho and like you know pump money to it so we can really like start converting is when our ads account got shut down and it was so depressing like me and Ariel were like we just cried and it was honestly really sad because we were like we just wasted money this launch is gonna suck but blah, blah, blah. I mean it still did really really well and we got our Facebook ads account back but it was just a really I was like I'm so I was just a really good what am I trying to say it's a really good wake-up call I mean I've been trying to focus this entire year more on organic marketing anyways but that I was like oh my gosh I'm so glad we're not focusing so much on Facebook ads this year like we were the year before because like I'm never doing that again. Like that was so terrifying. And I just have been burned by Facebook way too many times to dump my money into it. Plus it's getting way too expensive. I'm just like, nope, I I think we're done. Like I we're fully confidently done with Facebook. So yay for organic marketing and maybe TikTok ads. Another good thing was happy high ticket designer. I already talked about that. So I'm not going to get into it. Another one was our awesome team members. I also kind of talked about that. Hannah has been awesome. We hired her. She's our first full-time team member. Crazy, crazy. We also hired, I can't remember if Christina was, Christina was, I think Christina was this year. Christina is a VA and we had Abby before doing all the VA work, but Abby needed a little bit of help. So we got Christina to come in and help us. Oh, and this is, this one's kind of a negative slash positive, but we've been kind of cycling through a few different accountants and trying to find like a good financial advisor that has been helpful for us. Like I think last time you guys heard me talk about, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about this financial advisor. I'm so excited about this one. And honestly, after going through a few of them, I am paying a lot of money for it too. Just a few months ago, I was like, you know what? This is something I really need to take on. And this is something that I should know. Like I should not be trusting my money in the hands of people in the, in the hands of people that like, and I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Like because with our financial advisors, they would like say things like, oh, you need to like invest your money in this or you need to make sure your CEO income is this and blah, blah, blah. And I just would like blindly trust them because I have no idea when it comes to money things like, like I know how to create a personal budget, but like investing and like, I don't know, like trying to predict like how much money we're going to be making in the next year. Like that is a whole nother level of money that I don't understand. So after trying that, and trying to trust someone else with that, I was like, no, this is something I need to do. And I need to understand, like, I need to take charge of my money and be the power, the person of power handling all of our money. So I've been reading a lot of really awesome books. And if you guys have any courses or anything else or resources on learning that stuff, it's been so crazy, insightful, and awesome. We did hire a different accountant, but this accountant that we hired isn't going to be a financial advisor. They're not going to be giving us like, this is what you should invest in. Da, da, da. I mean, obviously they're going to be giving us some type of advice, but I just feel like taking charge of that money has myself 
I don't know, really empowering. And I'm excited about that. Other things. Oh my gosh, guys, I feel like I've just been complaining this whole episode. I promise this year has been amazing, but it was also just like a really weird, hard year. It was a really, really weird year. I think just having a baby threw everything off. And also, I don't know, it's just a really hard year. I'll get to the positives too in a second. But this year more than ever, I have had like just people screwing us over. It's so weird. Um, You guys heard us talk about like we had one person in 10KGG who was bullying other people inside 10KGG and then totally denied it and talked shiz on us in Facebook groups and, and on Instagram posts and stuff. Totally just would not own up to bullying other people. And it was really sad. Then we had another person who joined 10KGG and we helped her book a 10K client and we, what else did we do? I don't know. We just spent a lot of time with her in her first few weeks. And after we booked a 10, helped her book a 10K client, she messaged us and was like, I want to be out of the program. I don't find this helpful. And we were like, what? Like we had literally just helped this person booked a 10K client. And now she was like, I can't afford the program. I want to be out. And we're like, like, I don't find it helpful. It was so weird. I was, I felt so backstabbed. We had a summit that we were a part of be so sketchy and refuse to pay us affiliate money. You guys, I have the whole thing on my Instagram. You just need to go check it out there. I mean, I can do it more in-depth stuff on the podcast too, I guess, but like we literally, yeah, I'm just, I don't know if you guys want to hear that story another time. I I don't know if I'm going to go into it now, but the whole story is on my Instagram. Like I have a saved in a highlight bubble about how the designer boss summit completely screwed us over and another summit participant they just screwed us over wholeheartedly and were so sketchy and mean about it it was really weird so that happened got sued it was just a year of betrayal not to be dramatic but it kind of was but honestly at the end of the day and at the end of the year like I feel very still grateful for everything that we did like we made eighty thousand dollars less than we did the year before. No, it was a hundred thousand or I don't know. It was anywhere from between 80,000 and 120,000 in the year before we made less, but we also spent $150,000 less on ads. So we actually made $20,000 more. We spent so much less on advertising. We actually instead spent way more of our time and our investments, just reinvesting back into our business and investing into, um, I paid for like a $50,000 program that was amazing with Mariah Cause. I loved it. We also paid for obviously our first full-time employee, Hannah, which is amazing. We spent a lot of time really training her. And so this year was just a lot of like getting ready. You know what I mean? Like just building, 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 building. And so I'm really excited to see what 2023 brings because 2022 was so much of a building year and so much of a internal year that I'm excited for 2023 to hopefully be like an external year and just to like put it all on blast and to just fully embrace our business how it is now because I've been so proud of the work that my team has put into it and where we are now especially because well so part of that $50,000 program that I was a part of I really get to look inside other million dollar businesses and hear from other million dollar business owners. And one thing that I heard across the board was just how so many other people are struggling during this year and how sales, everything is just down. And it was crazy to me because these are people that I've looked up to for so long and people that I have been like 
at the pinnacle at the top where I'm like, they are the ones who have made it. And to see them like struggling this year and to be like, wow, this thing that we literally brought us, you know, like a hundred or $200,000 last year, all of a sudden this year in 2022, just like wasn't working for them. And they just like, were all of a sudden not being profitable. And that was happening like across the board for so many people. Again, things that were like working before, just all of a sudden not working. And so I just, I don't know, like, I just feel so grateful that not only did we like survive this last year with a recession and everything just being weird with marketing, like I really think marketing, we can talk about this in another episode, but marketing's completely changed in 2023. The same things are not working that we not only yeah survived and we did well, but like really we made more money and we've done better than we ever did on a year where it was internal. It was like not a year it was supposed to be growing. We did so freaking well. So I'm so proud of like our team and I just like literally like the best thing you could ever invest in is team. Like, because they are the ones like it would not be here without them. And yeah, I just, they're the ones that like have so many ideas. They have so many growth plans for, for Carliana that I'm, I'm just really grateful for them. So anyways, that's kind of all I have for this year. It's been a really, really weird year, but I hope this was helpful for you guys. Let me know if you guys like this episode. I'm so excited to be back. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. I have missed this podcast like crazy, but I'm excited to be back. Also, before we go, we are doing Happy High Ticket Designer in two weeks from this episode airing. I think it'll be two weeks. It's going to be on January 23rd and 24th. And seriously, guys, it was freaking amazing. Like I was having people, and I don't share this to be like braggy and stuff, but like, just because again, I feel so proud. Like I just, I love it. I don't know. But we had so many people messaging us and they were like, this is crazy. The amount of value that you've put into this $40 workshop. Like literally guys, this is a workshop that I would sell as like a $500 course. If I didn't feel like it was so needed for people at a $40 price point, like it's such an essential thing. And I really feel like there's nobody else talking about pricing and talking about booking high ticket clients while still living your life and being wealthy and happy. No, nobody else is talking about these things that we're talking about in the workshop. And I promise you it's it's worth it just to come for the marketing personality. It's worth it just to come for the Q&A or it's worth it just to come for like the panel of guests that we bring on. Like it's not going to be a fluffy little workshop. It's going to be a powerful, action-packed, awesome, amazing workshop for two days and you need to take a part of it. So come and join us. Anyways, I will see you guys next time. Talk to you soon.